get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and Grain on BK. You got BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, and we are happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by our friend and the Blues Insider for The Athletic and 101 ESPN. He's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. Jer, we appreciate the time as always, man. I hope you and yours had a very Merry Christmas. How you doing today? Oh, it's great. It was great. And I know you guys have uh, young kids, so I'm sure it was uh, perfect. I remember those days. I hope you guys had a good one, too. Uh, it was great. What I learned this year is that Luca, he's not quite a year. He's about six months old almost, to be six months in, a couple of weeks. Uh, he prefers the wrapping paper to any of the gifts at this point in his life. So uh, if I had known that prior to, it would have been a cheaper holiday, yeah. but well, an enjoyable day nonetheless. And, and one thing that I've learned, if we're all telling what we've learned, I've learned that a two-year-old um, gets very high anxiety with a lot of presents because about five presents in, she started crying and said, I don't want to open anymore anymore. <laughs> And I said, good. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are glad we got all of these for you. So then the rest of Christmas was us and opening Christmas. And what she'll do, you'll correct it next year. You'll get fewer presents. And then she'll and start be more crying. Expensive, and yep. she'll say, Dad, everybody else is still opening their presents, and I have nothing and left. And then that's when you throw your hands up in the air and say, God, I suck! <laughs> I always tell you guys, every stage of life, I tell you, you'll learn. You'll learn. Yeah, I'm do still we, learning. Are we going to learn, though, JR? Is that something that'll Maybe take place? Maybe not. I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm wondering. All right, JR, let's uh, let's talk about what we're learning about this Blues team because over the weekend they come back again. Uh, two comebacks in the last week and a half now for this team that had none of them uh, in the first, like, you know, two months of the season. What are you seeing right now from the Blues in the five games since Drew Bannister has been named the interim coach? Yeah, talking about have we learned, right? <laughs> <laughs> have, we learned, have we learned what's going on? You know, I think it's still uh, too early, way too early, but I think that uh, what we've seen – has been pretty good. I think that the effort, uh, the attention to detail, people might point out that Tampa Bay game, and yeah, so, you know, one game out of five, uh, you know, that's less than what we were seeing earlier on, but you expected that with the coaching change. Players are always going to be on their toes and, you know, trying to impress the new boss. So I think that what we have seen has been kind of expected, uh, but I think you also can see that there is some compete in this team, and for whatever for whatever reason, you know, that wasn't on a regular basis uh, when Craig Bruby was in charge. And and so now you look at what this team has done. It's looked a little better on the power play. It's coming back in games. Hey, I got to be honest, when uh, it's 5-2 in the third, I'm figuring out how am I going to tell fans about this game and where this team is at right now. And, and they changed the narrative there. So a pretty good uh, finish before the holiday break. Uh-oh. With that win, the one area that was very glaring, Jr. was Kairou Thomas and Buchnevich. And Thomas has been on a, a multi-point pace right now for like the last five games. Kairou's starting to break through. 
is this a line that can start entering the conversation of one of the top lines in hockey, or there's still a lot more hurdles for these guys to cross? Yeah, Alex, I think that uh, when they've played together in the past, uh, they were among the top, what, three or four lines in hockey when they were having all their success. And and that's, again, I'll say it again, Craig Bruby had that intention coming into the year. He put the three together. He could have done a number of different things with the line combinations, but he went with those three based on that success. And it was early on in the year. Sometimes it takes a little bit, and not things uh, things weren't going great with the offense in general, as we remember back to the first eight games or so. Uh, but I think now that these guys – uh, are playing together again. They've shown some chemistry that we've seen in the past, and everybody's clicking. Thomas is at an elite level as far as his position and, and what he's doing this season, and Kairou's starting to pick it up a little bit, Buchnevich as well. So, uh, you know, the playmaking that we saw last week in a couple of those games, especially the uh, the Florida game, has been really good, and, and this is a great sign for the Blues moving forward. Not, not to be Debbie Downer here, but follow up with that. I mean, the reason I would imagine Craig Berube had to break them up was because you weren't getting much offense elsewhere. And that seems to be the issue, at least in these last five games, as great as they've been. I'm not sure how that offense can continue if other teams find a way to eliminate Thomas's line. Yeah, that's going to be an issue for sure. There's going to be a lot of focus on them. I think they're already going to get top lines defending them. That's going to be the case, uh, but you're going to have to get that secondary scoring, you know, whether Thomas and Kyra Buchnevich are clicking or not, they can't do it every night, obviously. Uh, we've seen that that's been the case kind of here lately, uh, but the Blues are going to have to get some offense. But, you know, a lot of these lines, you look at second, third, and even maybe the fourth line, uh, you know, they, they aren't necessarily the types of offensive players where you're going to get 25, 30 goals uh, from a lot of these guys. It's got to be a good year for a lot of these guys to get to that level. But if this team wants to be successful, you're going to have to have a year like you did a couple years ago where you got six or seven, eight guys with 20 goals. So uh, it hasn't been there yet. Some guys have shown it in spurts. It's got to be a lot more consistent. Jeremy Rutherford is our guest for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work over at The Athletic and on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. JR, we've got the uh, the juniors uh, competition going on on the TV right now in the studio. We watched Jimmy Snuggerud, who scored a goal in the game earlier. And uh, Bucci Gross said something interesting on Twitter. He said uh, he thinks that Blues fans should expect to see him on the team in late March. I think that's more speculation just based on his performance today than it is anything else. Out of curiosity, though, do, do you think that's something we, we could see this year? Is Jimmy Snuggerud getting to the NHL level after his college season is over? Or do you think that's more of a multi-year process still? I think it's possible. He had a great freshman year. And I think in talking to the Blues, uh, Tim Taylor, about uh, who, who is their uh, director of uh, development, and then now he's uh, he's got a higher position as, as well with the team. You know, he, he liked what Snuggerud did earlier in the year. You know, he faced some adversity middle to late year, was able to meet it, and now he's year two at, at Minnesota. He was a stud at the World Junior Championships last year. It looks like he's off to a great start again today with that goal against Norway. You know, just a great shot there in the slot, turns and wheels and, and, and puts it in. So if he has another great tournament and continues to play well at Minnesota, I think it's going to increase his chances of uh, turning pro, and you could see him in, in March like uh, Bucci says there. So, um, you know, if he goes back for a third year at Minnesota, I'd probably be surprised. I think he's at a point where, you know, maybe you're going to see a Snuggerud, you're going to see a Dvorsky at camp next year with a chance to uh, to make the club. That's where this thing is headed with the Blues, and I think that's why even when things aren't going well, uh, teams inconsistent, you look to the future, those two names in particular, 
people get excited. Are there any other names, JR, that you've heard around the Blues organization that there's excitement around of, of whether it's players in this prospect tournament, this World Juniors tournament, or elsewhere? Well, you got the three first-round draft picks, uh, the, the kids from Sweden uh, were the second and third picks with, uh, with Lindstein and Stenberg, and then you add to that Dvorsky who's in the tournament. So, you know, I think that uh, probably Dvorsky, other than Snuggerud, is that big name, as you know, and, and then you got those uh, other two first-round draft picks. The Blues have seven total at the tournament, and we mentioned last week, I think, on the podcast that that's tied with Arizona and Buffalo for the most prospects at the tournament, which is great. I mean, Alex, you and I can remember tournaments where the Blues had nobody or (laughs) one prospect representing the team. But the fact that they got all three first-round picks, I mean, if you would have said a year ago when the Blues still still had O'Reilly, Tarasenko, that, uh, hey, you're going to get three first-round draft picks, they're all going to play at the World Juniors, you know, this would be a really positive development, and I think it has been. JR, I know you're working on some cool stuff over at The Athletic. What can people be watching for over there? Yeah, for sure. I've been working on a piece for about a week or two to tell uh, people more about Drew Bannister, the Blues' new interim coach. He comes from a hockey family. His wife played. She was a coach. His father-in-law was in the NHL. His father-in-law was a coach. Uh, She's home-based. The wife is uh, Katie Bannister back in uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, for his family. And they've been a real good support group for Drew Bannister as he's climbed the ranks and tried to get to the NHL, which he finally has. They were reunited over the weekend, over the holiday, for the first time since September. He had not seen his wife and three daughters since September. They're going to take in their first NHL game, the girls are. Uh, and as with Drew on the bench, this will be the first time they've obviously had a chance to see him coach an NHL game. That'll be Wednesday night at Dallas. So the family is extremely excited. I talked to all of them, and that'll be up at The Athletic tomorrow. That's awesome. Man, that's awesome. JR, appreciate the time as always, man. Always appreciate it. We'll talk with you again soon. Looking forward to that piece over on The Athletic. Yep, we'll see you, boys. See you, buddy. That's Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for The Athletic and 101 ESPN, joining us as he does each and every Tuesday here on BK and Ferrari.